Hey everyone, welcome to the Happy Flosser podcast. My name is Billy Lunt. I am your host, and I am here to talk to you about all things dental hygiene to support you on your journey through the dental hygiene program. Welcome, so glad to have you. Taking radiographs can feel a little bit overwhelming at first. It's important for you as a clinician to understand the risks involved, part of the risk assessment and the importance of radiographs in making the determination of what your patient's needs are in order to achieve or maintain good oral health. During your assessment, you have to make the determination of what type of radiographs are appropriate for your patient based on the assessment findings. And then once that determination has been made, how are you going to actually achieve that goal of taking adequate diagnostic radiographs on your patient? In this episode, we're going to talk about some of the general guidelines on achieving that goal, taking a diagnostic set of radiographs, figuring out what types of radiographs your patient needs, going over placement of those radiographs, and some of the ways to achieve your goal in patient management. Are you looking for study sheets? I've created study sheets that cover the content of this episode. If you're interested or that's something that's going to help you on your learning journey, you can click the link listed right in the description of these show notes. Happy studying! When you are doing an assessment on your patient, sometimes patients are put in our schedule for different reasons. So let's just talk about your clinical findings when we're talking about the selection criteria for taking a radiograph. When you're doing your assessment, one of the main things you're looking for is their caries risk, their periodontal risk. Does your patient have obvious signs of caries or large restorations? Does your patient have obvious signs of periodontal disease or mobility? Is there any swelling? Or maybe during your oral cancer screening, you determine that you see a fistula. Is there any unusual appearance or positioning of the patient's teeth? Do you notice any facial asymmetry when you're speaking with your patient? And does your patient have third molars when you're checking the retromolar pads and the maxillary tuberosity, do you notice any swelling in those areas or discomfort? Maybe your patient presents with pain or bleeding or swelling. Maybe they've showed up at the office because they have an emergency visit, they've had some kind of trauma, or perhaps they've just undergone endo treatment, a root canal. Maybe we're monitoring an implant the patient has had placed that they're having trouble with. What is their family history? These are some of the questions that you want to be asking your patient or discovering through that assessment phase. Remember, we are oral health care providers, but we're health care providers. So we are trying to come up with the historical findings of our patient. We're using the clinical findings and all of the information gathering to make the determination what type of radiographs that we need to take on our patient to further assist us in the assessment findings and create a comprehensive treatment plan for our patient. So let me give you a couple of examples. We have one patient who comes in, they have no symptoms, there's no obvious signs of swelling or any kind of large restorations, large carious lesions, 
There's no missing teeth. The tissue appears to be healthy, firm, and pink. And it's been about a year since this patient has had radiographs. So for this patient who has a current full mouth series that's about three years old, we would take updated bite wing x-rays and possibly a panorex depending on the assessment findings. This is routine care. This is a patient who doesn't present with any issues or trauma. A second example would be a patient who comes in and they explain to you that they have pain on their upper front tooth. They have fallen and it is fractured. Nowhere else in the mouth are there any carious lesions, no large restorations, and the tissue appears healthy. The patient recently had their wisdom teeth out about six months ago. So what would we take for radiographs? We would take updated bite wing x-rays because the patient is due for their routine updated bite wing x-rays. And then we would take a periapical film of tooth number eight because that patient fractured that tooth and we want to get a look apex of that tooth as well. The frequency in which we take radiographs is patient specific based on the patient's needs and there are many factors involved but most of our factors come from the questions that we ask, the ADA guidelines, the patient's level of risk, what they present with for findings, and their OHI. The ADA guidelines suggest that we take a full mouth series of radiographs between one to five years based on the patient's risk. Right wing radiographs every six months to three years, depending on the patient's risk, and a panorex every one to five years, depending on the patient's risk. After you have completed your assessment on your patient and you've made the determination that they require updated x-rays or radiographs, you will need to schedule your patient to take those radiographs. Out in private practice, there'll be protocols already set up and designed to make this easier for you. But through the learning process uh, in developing an understanding of the general guidelines of when radiographs are needed and what radiographs you'll need to take, you will be learning all about that in your program so that when you get out into the field, that will all seem more logical to you. So there's a method to the process. Always review the dental and medical history prior to taking any x-rays on your patient. You want to make sure that you're not overexposing or taking unnecessary x-rays on your patient. So it's important for you to find out if your patient has had recent x-rays at another office and what their history reveals about their x-rays or potential possible x-rays. For example, someone who recently had ortho or who is in ortho treatment may have had a recent panorex and they've come to you with discomfort about their wisdom tooth. So if they've had a recent panoramic x-ray, you wouldn't take a new panoramic x-ray. You would obtain that panorex from the other office or maybe take a periapical film of that particular area, just as an example. So what are some of the general guidelines and patient management process in regards to radiographs? The first thing is radiographs can be really hard for some patients. So you wanna always appear confident. Even if you're not confident, you wanna help relax your patient because a relaxed patient is an easier patient to take radiographs on. You also wanna educate your patient on why 
radiographs are necessary as part of the assessment phase of treatment in order to properly diagnose and treat anything that might be going on, potential risk for your patient. Answer questions that your patient has about the reason for radiographs, and you will find that of all the things that you do in the clinical operatory, radiographs is probably the one you'll have the most conversation about. And this is good. You know, patients need to understand the need and what the risks are because it's really important for us to take diagnostic radiographs, but it's also important for our patient to understand what the risks involved are. So this is something that you'll need to know. You want to make sure that you answer their questions without giving them too much information or overwhelming them. So very short, clear, concise answers as to whatever questions your patient has. And this can take some practice. When you are taking a full mouth series of radiographs that includes periapical films of all of the teeth and bite wing radiographs, you want to start with the anterior teeth first. This will help develop rapport with your patient. It's a little easier for your patient to have those radiographs done it settles your patient down a little bit and relaxes them so that they are a little more calm throughout the process for when you get to those more challenging images in the posterior region. One of the other most important things that you can do for your patient to achieve a successful set of images is to show empathy to your patient. Provide them with some encouraging words. Let them know they're doing a great job some patients have a really strong gag reflex or they have a really strong tongue and sometimes just giving them empathy or showing empathy to them will help calm them down just enough. The other thing is you want to go prepared. You want to work very quickly and efficiently, but you also want to be able to get a quality image. So be prepared with where you're going, what you're doing, have your RIN completely set up correctly before you approach your patient. Provide your patient with compliments. Saying to your patient, you're doing a great job, goes a long way at helping keeping them calm and committed to the process as you're taking a full series of x-rays. Now, there are some challenges and they seem to always reveal themselves when we're taking radiographs. There's space limitations in there. Some people have a shallow palate. Some people have tori. Bilateral mandibular tori are the nemesis for taking a really quality image on those mandibular teeth. Sometimes some patients have a really challenging maxillary canine because it comes down, that cusp tip comes down to a point. So you have to make some adjustments in order to get the apice and have that image come out straight. Some patients have third molars that are laying down horizontally. So in order to get an image of that full tooth, it's a little challenging for you. There's all kinds of challenges. The restricted opening is an additional challenge. How are you going to get that sensor in place when your patient has a really restricted opening? Tongue-tied, some patients are tongue-tied, so there's a lot of limitations as far as the space allowed to take the image on those lower anteriors. These are just some of the examples of the challenges that you will face as far as anatomy goes. I assure you that getting through this all goes to the first stuff I talked about, patient management, showing empathy, 
answering questions, appearing confident. Don't get stressed under these anatomical conditions that you're going to face. Work through the process and have your faculty help you with this. Think about some of the ways that you can overcome these obstacles. So those are your anatomy challenges. Now let's talk about specific patient challenges. Gagging is the first thing that comes to mind. Some patients will tell you they're a gagger before you've even put an image near them. They warn you that they have a strong gag reflex. And I will say that sometimes patients with a strong gag reflex, they can let you know whether their gag reflex is stronger in the morning or late in the day. And we can plan according to that information. But most patients I've discovered have a gag reflex that settles down if you start with the anterior teeth. You can use some distraction techniques to help your patient overcome that gagging reflex. Sometimes we have them lift their leg or sometimes we'll have them breathe through their nose. Providing those positive statements starting with the anterior teeth goes a long way at kind of calming down the gag reflex. We know that those maxillary posterior images cause the greatest amount of reflex and so we want to take those images a little later in the process. There is a technique where you can put a little salt on the patient's tongue to help minimize the tendency for that gag reflex. You could flavor the sensor. And then another thing that you can do is using topical anesthetic to help settle that gag reflex down. I promise you though, most oftentimes the distraction techniques, you being very efficient and working quickly, and having your patient lift their leg or breathe through their nose, those techniques tend to work most often. Now, if your patient has a palatal torus, place the top edge of the sensor between the torus and the teeth on the opposite side of the mouth, especially if it's a larger torus. This will help you still obtain the correct image without being in the way. If your patient has mandibular tori, place the sensor between the tori and the tongue. And sometimes if your patient has missing teeth, you can use a cotton roll if those missing teeth are making it harder for you to get an image of the teeth on the opposing arch. So the cotton roll will provide something for the patient to bite on. Now a full mouth series is a very detailed diagnostic set of radiographs, which can be a series of about 20 films, depending on how the anterior radiographs are configured. You will have two images in each quadrant of the posterior sextants, so that's eight images, and then you will have six images of the anterior teeth, so that's 14 images, and then usually that comes with four bite wings, sometimes six, depending on the office. The idea is to get images of all of the apices of all of the teeth. And the placement of each of the films is taught and designed in a way that allows you to achieve that. When you take radiology, you will learn the positioning of where these film placements are. If you are taking six anterior images, the central image is centered between the incisors and the subsequent images are centered on the canines. In the posterior region, the anterior film 
is centered on the premolars so that you're able to capture the distal of the canine posteriorly. The posterior film is centered so that you capture the distal of the second premolar and posterior. The bite wing radiographs, you wanna make sure that the images obtain the distal of the canine and the posterior bite wing gets the distal of the second premolar and posterior. This will afford you the opportunity to see all the areas that you need to see when you are taking a full mouth series. I assure you this takes a lot of practice and you will learn to critique your radiographs and make adjustments so that you obtain better images and better quality images as you move along. Overlap is a diagnostic dilemma for a bite wing radiograph. So you wanna keep form and function in mind when you are taking those images. Align the PID so that you are getting in between those areas without having overlap. And if you have challenges with this, work with your faculty so that you can visualize how that rhomboidal maxillary second molar looks on an image when you achieve an open contact there. So you want to make sure that overlap is avoided on those bite wing radiographs especially. If you are missing the apices of the teeth, you will need to make adjustments with your PID so that you achieve visual in those apices. If a full mouth series does not achieve the apices and does not achieve open contacts on the bite wings, then it is not as diagnostic as it needs to be. And you need to make adjustments in your technique in order to achieve that. Taking radiographs can be really challenging, but also really rewarding because you will see that sometimes the most challenging patients, when you look at that image and you say, I got it, I got it. There's something rewarding about that. If the patient is gagging and you're having them lift their leg, you recognize and realize that you were able to achieve that image because of your patient management skills. Now, likewise, if you're not able to achieve an image, it's probably because of your patient management skills. So it's twofold there. So it's all about patient management, patient comfort, and also your level of confidence and your ability to effectively and efficiently place the sensor where it needs to go, align the PID where you need to align it, and being confident to hit that button. Radiographs, just like anything else, just takes lots of practice, a little bit of confidence building in yourself, and educating your patient about why we take them, why we need them, and how they can work with you to get that goal accomplished. I would invite you to send me any questions that you need answered. Questions come up when you listen to this podcast. I have a link in the show notes and I'd be happy to answer any questions that you have. Also, I would appreciate a review if you have time to leave one. Thank you so much.